I'm Kendall Calloway, man. Welcome back to the latest edition of the new Calloway Sports Podcast. No longer top-notch sports. Like I said, if you are friends with me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Snapchat. I let I let everybody know that I'm going in going to a new direction, and I want to carry my name with pride, and you know what I'm saying, have my name included in my podcast. So now we are. Callaway Sports, so all of my fans of Callaway Sports, man, welcome back. I know it's been a very, very long time, and it is my apologies uh, for not being with you guys, dropping new episodes, but things are about to change, man. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be doing this again. Um, it's been a long time, man, and you know, sports have, you know, sports have been back, and that's what I'm here to give y'all. You know, we had a long drought without sports, but, you know, we have some back, and it's more and more, and they're giving us more and more. We just had our first boxing match Tuesday night. We know that the NBA is returning. The UFC have been giving us fights and things like that. So those are, you know, some things that we're going to be talking about, man. And like I said, I'm just happy to be back, man. Y'all just don't know. Uh, but, yeah, man, let's get into it, man. As usual, I'm going to let this instrument run for a little bit. But welcome back, man, to Callaway Sports. Alright man, let's get right into it, man. Uh <clears throat> as I stated before, we got a few topics to discuss and cover, and one of the first things I want to talk about is the NBA, man. The NBA is back. Uh we have not had basketball since March, uh mid-March, I believe, and the NBA has decided to bring the season back for a long time. We didn't know if the season was gonna be canceled, are they gonna keep it postponed? When are they coming back? Are they gonna come back? All these questions that we all had. And they really just didn't know the answer to due to the COVID-19 and, you know, want to keep the players safe, the coaches safe, and, you know, fans safe and things like that. But at the end of the day, all that matters is that we have basketball back. So uh, the NBA is targeting July 31st, um, but now they're looking possibly to try to start July 30th. 22 teams have been selected, eight games to finish the season off. Uh Within those eight games, we'll see what teams can get in, what teams cannot. And then the playoffs will start. So, uh, very, very happy about that, man. Very happy to get that type of news for various reasons, just off the fact that this was a very interesting season. Just off from free agency when Kawhi signed with the Clippers and PG got traded and, you know, they get AD in LA and everybody was waiting to see this season play out and to have such a rocky a rocky hit in March and the season be postponed and it was it was crazy. It was so much riding on this season and it was just devastating to hear the news that basketball was gonna be postponed. But like I said, man, we got some good news. Orlando is the venue they will be playing in Orlando, uh I believe uh at the Walt Disney uh thing. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not I'm not too good uh, I'm not sure about the walk, you know, I don't know anything about it, but I just know it's going to be uh, in Orlando. Uh, no fans, of course, there would be no fans or anything like that. No traveling, so I have to worry about anything like that. Uh, so, 
that's some good news. But like I said, man, uh, Lakers are still my favorite to win it. They were my favorite to win it at the beginning of the season. They were my favorite to win it in the middle of the season. They are still my favorite to win it just off the fact that LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. I think that I believe there's not. I don't think I believe that he will prove that uh, to finish the season off, man. Uh, I just think that the the Lakers are a far more superior team and being led by LeBron is just the best thing possible. The best thing going for them. They have a lot riding on this season. Uh, I think LeBron has a lot to prove. I think he's going to show that, okay, these guys are great as well. You know, there are a lot of great guys in this league. Kawhi, KD, Giannis, James, Steph. But I'm still the top guy. I'm still the number one guy. So I think, you know, LeBron's going to prove that. I think he won his league MVP. I think they won the finals, and I think he takes finals MVP as well. But uh, teams to watch, you know, there are a few, you know, eight teams that didn't get selected to finish off their season. But teams to watch who can get in the playoffs, you know, uh, the young Pelicans team, man, the Wizards team being led by Bradley Beal. You know, got to look out for those guys. And uh, as far as teams that, you know, are playoff teams, man, you got to look out for some teams like the Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I look out to, uh, for teams like the Denver Nuggets, Toronto Raptors, the Miami Heat, and the Boston Celtics. Those are teams that can, you know, pose a threat to the top teams, even the Houston Rockets with a small ball, you know, strategy. Uh, they could post, you know, pose threats to the teams that are many people's favorites, like the Lakers and the Clippers and the Bucks. And, you know, you got to look out for those type of teams, I mean, even with the Raptors, you know, the Raptors have to look out for teams in the East like the Miami Heat and, you know, the Boston Celtics. If Philly is healthy, you know, they have to look out for those guys as well. But um, those are my teams to look out for, for sure. Miami, Boston, Denver, Dallas, and Toronto. I, I feel Toronto can do do something positive this time around, even without Kawhi. With Pascal and, you know, Kyle, those guys actually getting to the finals and winning with Kawhi, I think they have something to uh, to show and to give if they can step up to the uh, challenge. But most definitely look out for those teams. But uh, one of the things just watching and listening to other people talk about why they believe this team is going to win or what, you know what I'm saying, what it's going to come down to, to me, I believe that, when it comes down to who wants to win this NBA title this year, even with everything that went on, I think the main thing is who's going to be in the best shape. What team's going to be in the best shape after those eight games going to the playoffs? Who can, you know, get back to the grind of who can get back to the grind and the grit of the NBA season? That's the main thing. Who can get back to the grind and the grit of the NBA season and push through and be strong and 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 can take the lumps and the bruises. Those teams who are not built for this, who are rusty, it's not gonna go well for them. It's not. It's not gonna go well for them. So, oh man, I'm so. Uh, I'm so disrespectful. Uh, I forgot the other team that I wrote down. Also, it's a Portland Trailblazer. Look out for Portland. Dame, CJ, Melo. If they get Nurkic back, look out for those guys as well. I think they can, you know, pose a threat too. But. Like I said, man, it comes down to which team is is in shape. Who's in the best shape? Which team is putting the the most work, the best work to you know what I'm saying? Keep their bodies up, keep their keep their engine and their motor uh, rolling. And I, and I'm not just talking about oh you know 
I was at home, I was lifting weights and anything like that. Who's been really putting in the work to stay in shape is what's going to come down to. So I think it's interesting to see. I'm eager to see which teams are going to step up to the challenge and, 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 and really show that nothing has changed and which players are still going to be top of their, you know what I'm saying, at the top of their game. After this long break, it'll be 142 long days. I believe it's about like 130, you know, 130 something now, but going, you know what I'm saying, looking ahead of time, it'll be 142 days since we missed basketball. So very, very interesting to see how everything will play out, though, man. But uh, the next segment, man, I'm going to uh, take a small break, uh, small little break. We'll get right back into it, I promise. But uh, UFC Fight Island, man. The UFC's been put on, putting on some good fights for us uh, for the last month and a half. You know, keep us interested with fights like Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Dominic Cruz, and Henry Cejudo. You know, things like that. So, very, very happy that, you know, they have kept us interested. Boxing is back. We've seen Chris Stevenson get a big win at his first fight at 130. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, That'll be next. That'll be the next topic, next segment. UFC Fight Island. We finally got it confirmed. Let's see. See how it plays. I'm going to let you guys know the fights that have been confirmed that will happen July 11th. So let's get into it right after this small break. Man, I don't know about y'all, but it just brings me a lot of joy. Just to be talking about this once again, man. But uh, as promised, man, UFC Fight Island, July 11th. I believe that's International Fight Week for the UFC. Uh, I was very, very happy to see some of these fights confirmed. And, you know, one of the fights I just wasn't really too fond of. But, you know, it's still a good fight. You know, a great fight in, in my opinion. But uh, UFC 251, the main event of that card will be headlined by Kamaru Usman. The Nigerian Nightmare UFC welterweight champion defending his UFC title against Gilbert Burns coming off a big win against Tyron Woodley just two weeks ago dominating the number one contender at 170. Uh, 50-44. Uh, he has looked phenomenal. You know, I take my hat off to Gilbert Burns because he's just, I mean, he's been on the tear. But uh, if you're a hardcore fan, even if you're a casual fan and, and has tuned in to the UFC within the last year, uh, you know we all wanted the Usman versus Masvidal fight, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, BMF champ. We know that was a fight that everybody wanted. <clears throat> it's just a crazy, crazy time and period that we in uh, right now with the UFC, with a lot of of the top names kind of being on, you know, on bad terms with the UFC president Dana White, Jorge Masvidal being one of them. Of course, his his stardom has grown. Within the last year, when he knocked out Darren Till, uh, knocked out Ben Askren, and then dominated uh, Nate Diaz, he's on bad terms. What from what it looks like, you know, on the outside looking in, from the interviews that I've watched, and just hearing those two talk about each other, uh, Jorge and Dana, <clears throat> they're not on good terms. Of course, John Jones and Dana White are not good terms. Dana, uh, Dana has come out and said these guys are asking for too much money. These two guys have just, you know, pretty much said they want what they deserve. And looking at, you know, going back and looking at some of the purses that, you know, these guys get for their fights, John Jones, in my opinion, being the greatest mixed martial artist of all time, 
the money that he gets is a slap in the face. It really is. Uh, John should be bringing in more money. Uh, of course, he's not putting the butts in the seats that a Conor McGregor is, but still, you know, this is a greatest mixed martial, you know, greatest mixed martial artist in my opinion. Uh, of course, he had his up and downs outside of the cage, but when he's in there, you know, John is just top of the line. Uh, you know, nobody's touching John Jones. So, looking at the money that you know they're getting paid compared to you know what some boxers are getting, uh, it's uh, it's a big slap in the face to John Jones. You know, and hearing what Masvidal had to say about you know. He believes that fighters like himself should be getting, you know, just a little bit of, you know, of their revenue money. You know, the fans are here to see them. It makes sense. So hopefully uh, Dana and those guys can work things out. But I'm, you know, a little disappointed that he didn't get the title fight against Usman. We'll see what Gilbert Burns can do. Can Usman get through Gilbert Burns? It's a very, very interesting matchup because Gilbert Burns is a, he's a tank. You know, he's a tank. He comes hard. He fights hard. He has some night, you know what I'm saying, some good power in his hands. And he's just very, very aggressive. Of course, he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Usman is a wrestler, so eager to see how that fight plays out. <clears throat> I give Burns the, the stand-up edge. I think he's the more polished striker. So uh, I want to see if Usman is going to commit to the, you know, to take down, commit to the wrestling. If he does, what will Burns do? Will he, you know, be aggressive? With submissions off his back, where he, you know, attempt to get back up on his feet. I would like to see how that fight is going to play out, but uh, that is the main event, the co-main event for the uh, vacant UFC bantamweight title. Of course, Henry Cejudo dropped that belt after retiring, after he beat Dominic Cruz. Uh, Peter Yan, who dominated Uriah Faber a few months ago, uh, he will be fighting for the vacant belt against the former UFC featherweight champion, the king of Rio, Jose Aldo. It's a great fight, man. It's a great fight. If you've seen Peter Yan fight, you know, he's also a tank at 135. Such a patient but vicious stand-up fighter. Just watching that fight with Favor to see how he picked him apart and just landed big bombs on him. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see if Aldo can take those shots and what Aldo can bring to the table. Will we see those leg kicks from Jose? You know, Jose is quick on the trigger. He's a, he's a quick Vicious striker as well, so that's a very very interesting fight to see. Um, one thirty five is really heating up. It's really 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 heating up. When you uh, if you watch the last UFC pay per view, Sean O'Malley got a big win. Cody Garbrandt got back in the win column. Uh, Aljamain Sterling is still on the roll. Eager to see you know who wins that fight and who will get you know the first title shot. We know at the beginning of next year, T.J. Dillashaw will be back. Uh, we still got Dominic Cruz. You still got Faber out there. So 135 is really, really, really heating up. You still got Marlon Marais. They got some big names out there. And uh, I would like to see uh, how everything will play out after the Young and Aldo fight. Also, another type of fight will be the rematch. Alexander the Great Volkanovski will be taking on Max Holloway, giving him the rematch after he beat him in December. A lot of fans have been asking for this fight. Volkanovski has felt like he's been disrespected and uh, he wants to go out there and prove that he's the best UFC featherweight in the world. He stopped the Bliss Express in December, but will Max be able to pick up the Bliss Express and keep it rolling by getting his belt back? Interesting to see. It was a close fight. Uh, I would like to see how Max will approach this fight. Uh, 
this time around, will he be more aggressive? Um, will he have more of a higher output? I think Volkanovski did a good job of, you know, kind of controlling the pace in the first fight and, and, and stopping Max in his tracks with good leg kicks. You know, he landed a lot of, a lot of leg kicks in that first fight. Those add up. The judges see those. And I want to see what Max's approach is going to be when it comes down to that. Will he start checking those kicks a little bit more? We have an answer for those kicks. You know, I want to see, you know, and I would like to see him, you know, mix things up a little bit better, uh, change things around. But uh, that's a very, very interesting fight to see. That's UFC 251. Those are the three main fights. Of course, it would be a whole card that they have not, you know, put out yet. Um, maybe two more fights that they've announced for the main card. I, uh, I know nothing about the prelims yet. Of course, um, Rose Namajunas will get her rematch against Jessica Andrade. That fight would go down. Uh, I believe Paige Van Zandt is fighting that card as well. So the main card looks very, very good. It looks very good. And uh, I would like to see what the prelims are going to be for UFC Fight Island. But after that, in August, August 15th, we will see the trilogy. UFC 252, Stipe Miocic. UFC heavyweight champion of the world would get to defend his title against the former UFC heavyweight champion, Daniel D.C. Cormier. Great fight. It's a great fight. If you watch the first two, D.C. knocked Stipe out in the first round and, uh, to become a two-way world champion, to become a champ champ. Stipe got the belt back with the fourth round knockout of D.C. in the second fight. So it's 1-1, man. It's, one, it's for all the marbles. Uh, we heard that this will probably be D.C.'s last fight. Either see how it's going to play out, man. Either see how it's going to play out because the winner of this fight, of course, most likely has to go see the predator Francis Ngannou. So, uh, can't wait, man. I can't wait for August 15th to, to really see this fight. Man, uh, it's just, I get chills and, you know, I'm just waiting to be at the edge of my seat to watch this fight, especially how the first, uh, how the second fight went down. DC, you know, uh, uh, Really, really look good and sharp on the feet. Stipe made a great, great game plan change uh, by going to, uh, to the body in the fourth round with that hard left hook. He got DC to bring his hands down, came up top with the right hand, and you know pretty much finished DC off. So I would like to see if DC's gonna wrestle more in this fight. Is he gonna you know continue to stand up with Stipe because he was hitting Stipe with some very, very, very good shots and. Uh, I'm eager to see, you know, who's going to be able to take whose punch. And uh, that's a, it's a very good fight. But recently, you don't have to be a hardcore UFC fan to know this. Conor McGregor has retired again, man. Uh, I'm hoping that it's not, you know, for real. Uh, just like, you know, last two were. Uh, Conor is just really, really fed up with the fact that there's no excitement to the game right now. He was upset with... The fact that the UFC has pushed the title fight between Habib and Justin Gaethje. Uh, and he was just, you know, like, okay, at this point, what do you have for me? And that's been a big question uh, for a long time, man. I've been doing blogs as well on WordPress, and I've been, you know, discussing this. And I've, you know, talked with people about this. You know, what's really next? What kind of, does he stay at 70? Does he fight at 55? You know, will we see him ever... At 45 again, uh, we've seen, you know, him and Anderson Silva tease a fight at, you know, a catch weight of like one, you know, 175 or 
something like that. Like, you know, what do you guys have planned for your biggest cash cow, your biggest money maker? Because it's fans that want to see him fight uh, since the Cowboy fight. I, I've, I've been wanting to see, okay, what's next for Connor? You got Dustin Poirier. You got Tony out there. Well, a month or two ago, it was, you know, Dustin was available. Um, of course, now Dustin is signed to fight. My apologies. I was rudely, rudely interrupted. But uh, back to what I was saying, man. Uh, it was fights out there to be made for Conor McGregor, man. Uh, the UFC just didn't take advantage or Conor just wasn't accepting those fights. Uh, I believe I was, you know, I was reading and uh, reading about that Dana White had offered him to step in um, for Habib when he couldn't make the Tony fight and kind of let him know that he's not a replacement fighter and uh, he declined. So um not sure what that is all about, but um, still, it it was fights to be made for Conor McGregor. Uh, I would have liked to see him fight again. I hope that the retirement isn't, you know, for good. Because Conor has so much to, you know, offer the sport. He still has so much to give. Us, you know, fans would love to see him rematch Habib. Uh, possibly, you know, see the trilogy with Nate. Um, who knows? We may see Conor go after the third belt at 170. Will he get a fight with Jorge Masvidal? You know, those are two cash cows. Uh, rematch with Poirier is interesting. Gaethje, Ferguson. Holloway again. They're, you know, even Anthony Pettis, like, you know, you can put Connor in there with anybody in, it's going to make money. It's going to be interesting because it's Conor McGregor. He's a cash cow. You know, just sucks to, you know, hear that news and get that news and actually have to think, okay, at this point, who's going to be the next cash cow if Connor is for real about, you know, retiring because that White is. On bad terms with, you know, two potential big, you know, big stars <clears throat> if he uses them the right way. And Jorge Masvidal and John Jones. John's been here for a long time, and, you know, John should be a bigger star than what he is. Um, maybe he can uh, build Izzy up, you know. Maybe he can build Israel Adesanya up to be the next megastar because people love Adesanya. Of course, he did lose some fans with the last fight with Yoel. You know, with that fight being a snooze fest, but you know, Izzy can be the next star. Uh, but at this point, if you're Danny White, man, you gotta get Connor back. You know, you can't just say, "Oh, it was a fun ride." If it's the end, as a boss, you know, you can't let Connor go out like that. And you know, that is just the wrong way uh, of letting him go out because obviously he's upset with how the future is looking. So, you know. This is a guy who doesn't want to sit around and wait. You know, he wants to move. He wants to get out there, and he wants to fight for a title. So, I'd like to see something happen within the next few months. Get Conor back in there, Dana White, and uh, hopefully get, you know, some big, big fights at 45, 55, or 74. You can put Conor in there with anybody, and I've, I've said that plenty of times. It's going to make money. It's going to be interesting. So, we'll see what happens, man. But, uh I appreciate you guys for tuning in to the newly, the the new, the new Callaway Sports man. Um, like I said, man, I'm 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 happy to be back. I'm happy to be doing this again. Uh, very 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 fun just sitting up and taking notes about these. But 
you know, like I said, man, uh, it's going to be more of these. It's going to be a lot more of these. And uh, I want you guys to please continue to share these podcasts, share them with your friends and your family, you know, people that you know that will be interested, man. Uh, because, like I said, man, way before last year when I started this, this is quality information that, you know, I'm giving you guys. We'll get more guests on here. Uh, shout out to Lewis Gibson. He's, you know what I'm saying, he's thrown his 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 name in the hat, you know. He wants to get on the show. I got to get my guy uh, Bryce on here, man, for sure. Uh, I got to get my brothers back on here again. I got to get my dad on here. Uh, I got some things playing. I got a lot of people. Uh, Alex Cerezo, Dakari Hoskin. I want to get my... Uh, my best friends on here, man, Drayshawn James, Kendrick Kennedy, Gregory Weatherall, Deca- uh, not Dakar, I'm sorry, uh, Richard, my boy Isaiah K. I got to get all my guys on here, Dayvon Wiggins, but I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Callaway Sports, man. Shout out to uh, Megan J's Wild Child Hair Growth Oil. For all the people that, you know, my guys, you want to grow your hair out and you don't want to wait that long or, you know, even if you're going bald, if you need some oil, you want to grow a beard out, anything, hit me up. I can get you in contact with my sister-in-law, Megan Jackson. Megan J's Wild Child Hair Growth Oil. Best thing around right now, man. I'm using it. I got a beard growing in. Working perfectly for me. I'm telling you guys, that's the best thing, y'all. Shout out to K Adores Boutique. Um... If you need to get in contact, ladies, uh, first slides, shades, uh, zodiac sign, necklaces, swimsuits, anything like that, let me know. I can get you in contact with a man. Uh, but shout out to those black, you know what I'm saying, those black businesses that's, that's trying to get something going uh, for them. So uh, shout out to them, man. Keep doing what y'all doing. Uh, I pray that God continues to bless y'all in the right way. But like I said, man, let me know if y'all need to get in contact with them, uh, guys and ladies. For Megan J's Wild Child Hair Growth Oil and for K Adore's Boutique. Let me know and I got y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, Callaway Sports.